Our second lesson today comes from the Gospel according to Mark. Both of our scripture lessons and even that anthem text relate today. I'm reading um, from chapter 1, beginning at the 14th verse from Mark's Gospel. Listen and keep listening for God's Word. Now after John was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee proclaiming the good news of God and saying the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. As Jesus passed along the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the lake for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, follow me and I will make you fish for people. And immediately they left their nets and followed Jesus. And he went a little farther, and he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, who were in their boat mending the nets. Immediately he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men and followed Jesus. This is the word of the Lord. My wife, Ginger, and I went to the movies recently kind of hard to decide what movie to go to. There's so many good ones out. Before I tell you about the movie, I want to tell you about the previews. <laughs> you know, you get to your seat and for about 20 minutes, seems like 20 minutes, you get to watch previews of movies that are about to come out. And some of these can be quite enticing. And some of them, well, some of them, On this particular day at the theater, it seemed like most of the movies previewed were from some kind of new emerging genre that blends Braveheart and Star Wars. <laughs> Braveheart, you may recall, was that movie that included uh, all those vicious battles from 13th century Scotland between William Wallace and King Edward I of England. And Star Wars, well, we all know about that sci-fi series with spaceships and extraterrestrial figures. And it seems like there were several movies previewed along these lines, both of them depictions of epic battles for the salvation and hope of the world. Yet the battle scenes included armor from the Middle Ages and seemingly space aliens from who knows where flying around seems a bit weird to me. I'm not much of a fan of this kind of movie, but what's very clear is our obsession with this kind of movie, epic battles for the salvation of the world, movies that depict humanity's struggle to survive, deal with invasion, deal with all kinds of other challenges. Well, the movie we actually went to see was a different genre, War Horse. This is another of Steven Spielberg's fine movies, you know, classic big screen, big story, and big themes. It's about a horse purchased by a struggling Scottish farmer family during World War I. But the family has to sell the horse in order to get through, survive hard times that come upon them. So the horse goes off to serve in the war, World War I. It's a rich drama of heartache and hope. 
It's a rich drama of selfishness and evil. And it's a rich drama of sacrifice and service. It is full of humanity's tendencies toward meanness and degradation and also humanity's possibilities for loves and life in the light. It's indeed a movie about a horse, but also about all the people whose lives are deeply affected by a horse. Finally, finally, it's a story about relationships and redemption. It's a story about commitment and compassion. A story that has plenty of glimpses of the kingdom of God. This movie seems to affirm that life is best the future is redeemed when we give our attention to relationships and compassion and commitment and sacrifice and service, all qualities of the kingdom of God. Now, I think about all this today as I think about Jesus coming on the scene, it says, in Galilee, right at the beginning of Mark's gospel. Jesus came to Galilee proclaiming the good news, saying the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God has come near. Here's the main message of this text. Life is full of epic battles. They may not include armor or aliens flying around or all the other depictions that might emerge from movie producers' imaginations. But selfishness is real. Evil is real. Meanness and degradation is part of our way. The world is dangerous. The world is messy, messed up even. And you know what? It'll be sorted out by God. And according to Mark's gospel, it'll be sorted out as Jesus comes on the scene and says the kingdom of God has come near. As Jesus comes proclaiming the good news, as Jesus says, repent and believe in the good news. I want to quote a friend of mine who's in this room, a colleague of ours in ministry, president of the seminary, Brian Blunt. Quote him again from his Beecher lectures at Yale given in October. Brian says, Jesus is God's invasion. The time has come, the kingdom of God has come near, and it comes near in Jesus. This inbreaking of the kingdom, this infusion of God's reign into the messy world that we know begins in Jesus. In his person, in his words, in his work, God's future is erupting in the present. It begins in Galilee, touching real lives of real people with real hurts, real pain like yours and mine, real losses and anxiety like we might have. Jesus comes onto the scene and represents the kingdom of God present. And Jesus comes on the scene inaugurating that reign that promises to come in fullness. Jesus is God's invasion. 
And God's reign? Well, it's going to look like the things that Jesus does. God's reign? It's going to look like and sound like the things that Jesus talks about. God's reign will look like healing and forgiving and loving. God's reign will be about light in the darkness. God's reign will be about people finding wholeness. God's reign is about life, even in a world of death. God's reign is good news. The good news includes news for lepers who've been ostracized and left out of even coming into the town because Jesus not only talks to them, Jesus touches them, embraces them. The good news includes sinners who are finding something other than condemnation. How about that? They find forgiveness and life through Jesus. The good news includes justice prevailing. We're talking a lot about justice around our church these days, and it's not meant to be just for a few, but for everyone. God's reign is about cancer being defeated. It's about women finding places of respect. It's about the blind seeing and the lame walking and the deaf hearing. It's about an end to prisons, especially prisons that are holding people who are falsely accused. It's about hope and hospitality for everyone. We're talking everyone, regardless of race or socioeconomic status or sexual orientation or gender or anything else. All of this is the kingdom of God emerging in Jesus. Jesus is God's invasion. It's good news. There's so much bad news. We all know meanness and degradation and hatred and intimidation, that seems to be our way. Injustice, brutality, selfishness. As Ginger told us a minute ago, this seems to be our way. Yet Jesus, God's invasion, comes proclaiming the good news of God and saying, repent and believe in the good news. Because the reign of God is already here and it is going to come in fullness eventually. It's pretty clear then that Jesus didn't come with some simple good advice. He came to inaugurate the kingdom of God. He didn't come just as a good teacher with some fresh ideas. He didn't say gather around and listen because I have something to tell you. He said repent and believe in the good news. Kingdom of God has come near. This is a big, big undertaking. Repent and believe in the good news. See, repent means, literally, to take a drastic redirection. It means to move in the ways of God from the ways we've been going toward the kingdom. Jesus is calling us to this. Repent. Just as in the story of Warhorse, most of us are so easily trapped in our selfish pursuits. We exist in fairly small provincial worlds. We are driven by profits and plans. They often lead us to selfishness and meanness and aggressive tendencies. But then if we're open to God's grace and 
can see well enough, we realize that life is about more. It's about relationships. We realize that life is shaped best, not by selfishness, but by service, not by competition, but by compassion and commitment. Jesus' invasion, God's invasion in Jesus invites us to repent, to turn from our selfish tendencies and serve God with our lives, and then the kingdom of God will emerge in our midst. Jesus is trying to help us value something other than what the world values. People instead of profits. Community over competition. Being faithful rather than being right. Jesus comes to inaugurate a new realm where life starts to look like all that God indeed intends for all the world, the kingdom of God. The other word here is believe. Repent and believe in the good news. This word believe has often gotten buried in misunderstandings. We too often associate belief with certain doctrines, certain ways of thinking. We think of the word more as the content of what we believe rather than the result of where our belief leads us. But when Jesus says, repent and believe in the good news, he's really urging us to turn from all that takes us down, turn, that, turn from all that brings hurt and discouragement upon our lives and upon the world, and give your hearts to the things of God. That's really the essence of believing, to give your heart to, to give your life to. To believe in the good news is not simply a mental ascent, a check, law, a check off of certain doctrines, but to care, to give our hearts, to desire what God is doing in this invasion in the world, make it a part of our lives. It's about aligning our lives with Jesus' invasion that comes to bring about the kingdom of God everywhere. The kingdom has come near. Repent and believe and follow along with me, he says. See, when we turn from our tendencies toward meanness and degradation and selfishness that destroy and believe in the good news, give our hearts to, give our lives to the good things of God, then God's kingdom tends to emerge more and more in us and through us and across our city and around the world. Can we give our hearts to the things of God? See, that's what Jesus is really asking. Because God's kingdom has come near. The promise is going to be fulfilled. Can we give our hearts to joy and to justice in this city and around the world? Can we give our hearts to less violence and more harmony among all people? That's what God wants. And yet our world is so much filled with violence and heartache and disharmony. Can we give our hearts, turn and believe, give our hearts to less competition and more compassion across the commonwealth? Wouldn't that be what Jesus wants? See, Jesus invades the messy world with good news, not good advice, and says, repent and believe in the good news. The kingdom has come near. There's a powerful poem written by a woman seeking help from God's people, and what she gets is a prayer only from a country priest. 
Listen, you may have heard it before. The poem says, I was hungry and you, well, you formed a humanities group to discuss my hunger. I was imprisoned and you crept off quietly to your chapel and you prayed for my release. I was naked and in your mind you debated the morality of my appearance. I was sick and you knelt and thanked God for your help. I was homeless and you preached to me of the spiritual shelter of the children of God. You seem so holy, so close to God, but I'm still hungry and lonely and cold. Jesus is God's invasion into the cosmic battles into each of our lives, calling us to see what's happening and give our hearts and give our lives to this inbreaking to be about kingdom life in all we do. We're part of it already. We're called to participate in it, the good news. We want to participate in it in all we do. Listen, folks, if we only had eyes to see and ears to hear and wits to understand, we would know. We would know that the kingdom of God, in the sense of holiness and goodness and beauty, is as close as our breathing and is crying out to be born afresh in each one of us. We would know that the kingdom of God is what all of us really hunger for above all the things, even when we don't know its name or can't really identify it always. It is what we're all starving for, this kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is see where our best dreams come from and our most heartfelt prayers. The kingdom of God, we glimpse it, glimpse it in all those moments when we find ourselves being better than we really are and more wiser than we actually know. The kingdom of God, we catch sight of it when we, at some moment of crisis, actually a strength comes to us that's greater than our own strength. Have you had that experience? The kingdom of God, see, is where we belong. It is home, whether we realize it or not. I think we're all homesick for it. Jesus says, the kingdom of God has come near. Repent. Believe. Yesterday, Ginger and I drove down and back to Greensboro where we gathered with my very large family to celebrate the life of my aunt, uh, Ann Borden Evans McKeever, my father's only sister and my favorite aunt who died earlier this week. My aunt was a very bright woman who knew lots about a lot of things and she kept up with politics and she kept up with the world and she could talk about almost anything and she was always so engaging, willing to adapt to our rapidly changing world. She just kept up. It was amazing. But what made her the most special to me and to all my cousins and all my family, she knew what was important. She did. It was never things. It was people. It was never money or success. It was relationships. 
It was never about accomplishment. It was about hearts connected. Lives listening and loving. That's what she was so good at. Connecting people to other people so life would be enriched everyone. She was a connector. A conduit of God's love for all who knew her. That's who she was. And that remains her legacy. My aunt knew what mattered most. Relationships and life. And that kind of life depicts the kingdom of God. Jesus is God's invasion into the messy world. The messed up world. And it's God's way of bringing about the kingdom. We see it in Jesus. He comes proclaiming the good news. We're to depart the familiar paths that carry us far away from the kingdom. We're to depart the culture that traps us in meanness and selfishness and lostness. And we're to give our hearts, give our hearts, all of us, to what promotes God's purposes. And that's relationships and it's love and it's forgiveness and it's hope. And we're to advocate for justice and work for God's purposes for the whole commonwealth and for safety and healing and strength across the globe. This is our calling. Jesus says, the kingdom has come near. The good news, it's for you. Repent and believe. We seek to go that way today and forever. Amen. Let us pray. Holy God, to turn from you is to fall. To turn to you is to rise. To stand with you. To strive for your kingdom. That is to abide forever. We seek that way. Following Christ our Lord. Amen.